Thank you for joining us for this message from Cornerstone Community Church in Lynchburg, Virginia. Here's Pastor Willie Taylor. This is a, a special time, isn't it? Oh, it's such a special time. And I want to ask the question. That's what I want to do today. Ask the question. And the question is, are you celebrating this Christmas? Are you celebrating this Christmas? Now, I didn't say are you celebrating Christmas. Are you celebrating this Christmas? You know, um, so it could be any Christmas. Are you celebrating? And if not, why not? And you know, a lot of people, they don't celebrate unless things are going as expected. In other words, they are, um, they, let's say that they have unexpected um, things that happen in their life, and so they don't celebrate. They don't celebrate. Because their expectations were not met. You know, when we were children, sometimes that happened. Because uh, we wanted, let's say, a pony, even though we didn't have a, a yard to keep the pony. We wanted one. And if we didn't get a pony, uh, we were upset because we didn't get what we wanted. But that was, that's how children are. But we're not that way as adults, are we? And teenagers, we're not that way. If we don't get what we want, uh, we don't celebrate. And so some people don't celebrate because their circumstances are not well. They say, well, um, my circumstances are not going well, so I'm not celebrating this Christmas. You ask them, well, so how are you doing? Well, I'm making it. I'm hanging on. Oh, okay. Why are you just hanging on? And they can name a few things that would be wrong. You know, whether it be uh, they have um, a heart problem, they have whatever problem they may have, they don't feel like they can celebrate because their circumstances are not going well. Sometimes it's, it's really your finances, too, not going well uh, because it's not what you wanted. You couldn't get the gifts that you wanted to get for all the people that you wanted to get because you have uh, children, you have grandchildren, you have great-grandchildren, you have all these people that you're supposed to get a gift to for, and you don't have enough money to do that. And so sometimes we don't celebrate because our money is not stretching long enough, far enough, to do all the things we want to do. So we don't celebrate. Now, let's ask uh, another question. If you're celebrating, because, see, I assume everybody here is celebrating. If we're celebrating, are we celebrating what? Christ. Well, God is celebrating. Are we celebrating that? Whether our circumstances are going well or whether they're not going well, are we celebrating? Well, Christ is doing it. Um, sometimes we're disappointed with others, you know, uh, whether it be our parents, whether it be uh, our siblings, whether it be whoever. You know, because this time of year, 
uh, people need prayer because they have to go home or they have to be with family. And sometimes family is not all that they're supposed to be. They have stuff going on in the family. You know what I'm saying? They have stuff going on in the family. So uh, they say, well, hmm, I'm disappointed in my family, so I can't celebrate like I want to celebrate. And you might be disappointed in yourself. You know, uh, last year you made some New Year's resolutions. Uh, well, really this year. And, and you made some New Year's resolutions, and nothing has come to pass. And you're disappointed in yourself because you didn't achieve the goals that you set for yourself. Anybody know what I'm talking about? And so we can be disappointed in ourselves. Sometimes we can be disappointed in God also. We can be disappointed in him. And so therefore, we say we're not celebrating what God is celebrating because I'm disappointed in God because he hasn't come through with what I prayed for. Well, here's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about what Christ is all about, what God is celebrating this season. That's what we're going to talk about. What is God celebrating this season? And if so, are we doing the same thing? Because we want to celebrate what God is celebrating, don't we? I hear three yeses. <laughs> we want to celebrate what God is celebrating, don't we? Okay. Now, let's go to Luke chapter 2. And some of you were here last night, and of course, I said, well, Don, that's not nice of you. I'm in, my, my, all my text is in Luke chapter 2, and here you are in Luke chapter 2. That's not nice. But yes, uh, it's good to hear from the Lord, and it really doesn't matter if we are in Luke chapter 2, and they were in Luke chapter 2, it really doesn't matter because is God big enough to give us different insights? Oh, yes, he is. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Okay, let's see what God is celebrating. Now, in those days, we're in chapter 2, verse 1. We're going to go through verse 32. Now, in those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that a census be taken of all the inhabited earth. This was the first census taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone was on his way to register the census, each to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the city of Nazareth, to Judea. to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and family of David. In order to register along with Mary, who was engaged to him and was with child, while they were there, the days were completed for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn 
And she wrapped him in cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. What type of beginning is that for Christ? Kind of humble, isn't it? He's in a feeding trough for the animals. In the same region, so we're talking about the same region, there were some there were some shepherds staying out in the fields and keeping watch over their flock by night. Now let's get a picture here that here God is going to speak. And who does he speak to? Now here are some shepherds, and shepherds were not highly thought about. And really, shepherds, they were in the fields day and night, and they lived there. It seemed like they would have not been the ones chosen by God for him to speak to. It seems like he would have spoke to all the religious crowd, all the ones who were, you know, in the synagogue on, on the Sabbath day and they were doing their thing and they were well thought about the people, you know, all the, all the religious group. But he didn't. He spoke to these lowly, humble shepherds who were tending their sheep by night. Are we listening for God in whatever our occupation may be? Or if we don't even have an occupation, but we are a, uh, let's say, a housewife, we work out of the home, and we do things in, in the home, or we might have a business out of the home, or whatever we may have, are we listening to the Holy Spirit? Are we listening to God because he might want to speak to us? Is there a, let's say, a pattern or a pattern on who he's going to speak to? <coughs> let's say that you're a teenager. Can he speak to you? Oh, yeah. Will he speak to you? Yes, he will. Do you want him to speak to you? Say yes. <laughs> Sometimes teenagers might say, well, it depends on what he's going to say. Yeah. Whatever he says, believe me, it's going to be good news. It's going to be good news. But you have to be waiting for that. You have to be sensitive. You have to have what we call ears to hear what the Spirit of the Lord will say. That's what you got to have. And I believe that this is what the shepherds had. They had ears to hear. They knew what the law said. And uh, they weren't expecting anything to happen that night but what happened the previous night and the previous nights before that. But it says that in verse 9, and an angel, an angel of the Lord suddenly, you believe God can speak suddenly? 
You believe he can show up suddenly? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You think he can come back suddenly? When we are least expecting him to come back? Oh, yeah. So the, an angel of the Lord suddenly stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terribly frightened. Here's something that you can always remember, that if it's an angel of the Lord, not just an angel of light that the enemy is trying to camouflage, an angel of the Lord doesn't want you to be afraid, but because they were terrified. They are terribly frightened. Verse 10, But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. How many times have we heard that in the New Testament? Whether it's Jesus talking to his disciples, it doesn't matter. Do not be afraid. You don't be afraid of God. He's not one that wants you shaking in the knees. He's one that wants reverence, isn't it? Satan wants us shaking in the knees. But our, I know our earthly parents, and those of you who are earthly parents, you don't want your children, every time they come before you, they're shaking in the knees. They're afraid. They don't want to, they don't want to say anything because they're afraid you might hit them or something. You might uh, get mad at them. Well, you know, some kids grew, grew up in an alcoholic home, and when their father or mother was intoxicated, they were afraid to approach them or to wake them up or anything because they didn't know what was going to happen. But that's not the way God is. He says, do not be afraid. Listen to what he says. For behold, I bring you good news. Now, God wants us celebrating today, and by the way, the the Theologians say they don't, they don't really know what day or date Jesus was born, but then I think it's the fourth century they uh, decided they're going to celebrate on the 25th. But it doesn't matter because this is the day that we're celebrating, isn't it? We should celebrate every day, right? But thank God there's, there's something on the calendar, calendar called Christmas. And it's not happy holidays, it's Christmas. And God has set that in motion and keeps it in motion, so praise God for that. And he says that I am bringing good news. Are we celebrating the good news? The good news. Not the bad news, but the good news, because God is celebrating the good news. That's what he's celebrating. The good news. What is that good news that he's celebrating that we should be celebrating? Well, not only is it good news, but it's great joy, which will be for all the people. So we've got three things here. We have that God brought to the shepherds good news, of great joy for all the people. Not just the Jewish people, but for all people. That's good news, isn't it? 
That's good news because that includes everybody, the Gentiles and the Jews. And it's not just some joy. It's not just a little joy. It's great joy. So in heaven today, you know that the angels are celebrating the good news with great joy for all the people. We know that. Because it's only a celebration in heaven. And if you want to go where it's depressed, then you don't want to go to heaven. Listen to what it says in verse 11. For today, in the city of David, there has been born for you, so this is why we celebrate, a Savior. A Savior. What does a Savior do? He saves, doesn't he? He saves us from our sins. He took the price and paid the price for all of our sins, didn't he? So he's the savior of humanity. That's the good news. That's the good news. That angels were proclaiming to the shepherds that today, this day, there has been born to you a savior. And it says, who is Christ. Speaking of the Messiah, the anointed one, the Lord. He's God. He's Lord. He's not just your friendly person that you can look to every now and then when you're in trouble. He's God. He's Savior. And He's the Messiah. He's the Anointed One. That's good news. That's good news. That's God. That's what they shared with the shepherds? Well, that means that that's what you want us to celebrate. The good news with great joy for all people that a Savior has been born. He's the anointed one. He's the Messiah. And he's Lord. That's what you want us celebrating. Because isn't it sad if we depend upon and we don't celebrate this, but we're celebrating our circumstances. Wouldn't it be sad if we're celebrating our gifts we give to each other? Wouldn't that be sad? That's the only thing that we're celebrating today is it's Christmas. It's time for gifts. Okay, I gave you a list. I'm going to see how many things I'm going to get uh, from my list I gave my daughters. I want to see whether I'm going to get the horse. I'm going to see whether I'm going to get the, you know, I'm going to see what I'm going to get. Because, see, Christmas is all about my gifts that we are receiving and giving to each other. Is that what the angels were celebrating? No. They're not celebrating that. They weren't celebrating that. They were celebrating that today a Savior has been born. There's no way we could save ourselves. We were lost and all of us going to hell. All of us. Until... God gave the good news is that today a Savior has been born and today he is 
the Messiah, the anointed one. He is Lord. I said, ooh, okay. That's what we need to celebrate. It doesn't mean that you can't give gifts to each other. It doesn't mean that. But the biggest thing to celebrate is what God is celebrating. Matter of fact, it's not even our birthday. Is it? Why are we giving gifts to each other on Christ's birthday? And he doesn't get anything. Wouldn't that be sad? Now here comes our birthday. Come on, Quad. Here comes your birthday. All four of you got the same birthday. Is that right? You don't have the same birthday? One of them, one of them came a day later? Huh? The day before? Okay. Okay. You came the day before. Okay. So, <laughs> Lillian, Jillian, and Fred came on the same day. It's their birthday, but you get all, you, you get all the gifts. They get nothing. Wouldn't that be sad? And for them, these <laughs> are <coughs> not for me, but for them. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that what happened on, on this day usually all around the world? Is that it's not about Christ. It's about each other. Our loved ones. We have stockings on the Mount of Peace. No stocking for Jesus. We have a stocking for our cat. She didn't get anything. <laughs> she didn't get a thing. But so she won't be left out. We put a stock in there for her. And we put things in, the, in, in our stockings. But there's no stocking for Jesus. Isn't that something? There's a stocking for little Chloe. That's, that's Ivy's cat. There's it, a little stocking for Chloe. No stocking for Jesus. Whenever they say it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's my fault. I mean, it's my fault. I just thought about it. Because it just came to me, is that where's my stocking? And, and I, I don't have a stocking for Jesus. How many of you put a stocking up for Jesus? Okay. Okay. All right. Did you leave all of them out? I mean, you put, out, or you put some out and just didn't put his out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I understand. He does have a stock. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 From now on, whenever, by the grace of God, we're going to have a stocking for Jesus. Okay? Huh? What do you say? Say what now? Okay, you put a tree for him. You put a tree for him. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking of me because it just came to me. I'm the head of the household. I'm supposed to make sure everything is done according to what God has given me. And, and I just thought about that. No stocking for Jesus. Chloe gets a stocking. No stocking for Jesus. And it's his birthday. It's his birthday. I said, man. Wow. Listen to what it says here. Verse 12. This will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger, manger. And suddenly there appeared with the angel 
Now, we, we know it was one angel. But now suddenly, there appeared a multitude of the heavenly hosts with this angel and to the shepherds. And what were they doing? Praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among men of whom he is pleased. And we know that Jesus is the Prince of Peace. He brings peace, not that the world is looking for, not that our circumstances is doing well, not that we got all the gifts we wanted to to get, but peace between God and man. He brought that peace. No longer are we separated from God by this petition because the petition was rent in two from top to bottom when Jesus was crucified. So it's telling us that the shepherds had a sign. And so we should be, since we know in heaven, we know all this great mother too, they didn't have to come. Did they have to come? They didn't have to come. That angel was doing okay. But this, the, the multitude of angels came because it's time today for praising God. That's, the, that's, that's what today is all about. Praising God for his, his uh, abundant gift of a Savior, of Jesus the Messiah, of the Lord, that we have now have peace on earth and his goodwill to man. And when the angels had gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds began saying to themselves, um, let's go straight to Bethlehem then and see this thing that has happened which the Lord has made known to us. So they they went. So we know he, he showed up for the shepherds. Let's go down to verse 25. Now in the meantime, time has passed, passed on and the eighth day has come. Jesus circumcised. Now Mary, uh, after 40 days after the birth, she can go and offer purification uh, for herself. And, and so she comes to the temple and that's when she presents her firstborn boy to the Lord, and she can redeem uh, him. And it says in verse 24, and to offer a sacrifice according to what was said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. Now, why? who could offer two pigeons and two turtle doves. The rich? No. The poor. God made provision for the poor. They didn't have to sacrifice a lamb. They could do uh, two turtle doves and two young pigeons. So we know that the family was not well off. Okay? They were not well off. They were poor. And there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And this man was righteous and devout, looking for the consolation of Israel, looking for the Savior. And the Holy Spirit was upon him. The Holy Spirit 
was upon him. Verse 26. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ, the Messiah, the Anointed One. Now, we see here that the Holy Spirit spoke to Simeon also. He spoke to the shepherd. Now he's speaking to a devout person. Okay. Still there is no account yet of him speaking to the religious group. Is it? Pharisees, Sadducees, scribes, elders. Is it? No. The Holy Spirit just told this man this. And so he was expecting this. I don't care what the doctor said about him. He had a word from the Holy Spirit that he was not going to die until he has seen the consolation of Israel. Then it says that, verse 27, and it came in the Spirit, and he came in the Spirit unto the temple. How did he come in the temple? In the what? In the Spirit. Can the Spirit lead us? Or are we so intent on doing what we want to do that the Spirit can't lead us where he wants to, us to go. Because let's think, Simeon had maybe a lot of things to do that day. And he might say, hey, I wouldn't plan on going out today. I just want to relax. Watch a game on TV or something. Right? They didn't have one, but, but it, it's, it's, a it's a possibility that Simeon could have missed God. It's a possibility. There's a possibility that we can miss God. There's a possibility. So we have to be asking God, lead us today by your spirit. I want to hear your voice. And it says here that then he took him, that the parents brought uh, into the synagogue according to the custom of law. Then he took him into his arms and blessed God and said, Now, Lord, you are releasing your bondservant to depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the presence of all people, the, a light of revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. How did he know that it was Jesus? You think he had a sign on him? Say, my name is Jesus. No. Oh. <coughs> no, he didn't. But the Holy Spirit could point him out, couldn't he? Because he led him into the, to the temple. So he said, hey, that's him. That's him. Man, that's what I want to, I want to be led by the Spirit, don't you? I want to be led by the Spirit. Because good things happen when you're led by the Spirit, doesn't it? Good things happen. Good things happen. I don't care whether you're a teenager. I don't care whether you're a young adult in college. I don't care whether you're uh, a housewife. I don't care whether you're uh, working uh, 
I, I don't care what you're doing, I can tell you for surety that God wants to lead you by His Spirit. I can tell you that. And so we see here today that we have a call to celebrate today. And we can celebrate what God is celebrating. We have a Savior, don't we? We have a Messiah. We have, you know, the the Prince of Peace, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father. He's wonderful, isn't he? That's what we can celebrate. So when we go home today, it should be all about that celebration. Why do we give gifts to each other? God gave us a gift, didn't he? So it's okay to give gifts to each other, isn't it? As long as we know that what is the main purpose of today? To celebrate God sending Jesus Christ, the greatest gift that we could ever have. And so because of the goodness of God and we have we're in the image of God and we want to have the same type of character as God, we want to bless each other with gifts. And so we do, but we want them to know that it's only by the grace of God that we're doing this. You know, it's God who is really causing us to give gifts to each other. It's God. And I said, okay. Okay. That's good. Can we do that today? Can we celebrate the real reason for the season? You already started because you're here. You're here. You could have been home, couldn't you? All of us could have been home, but we're not home. You said, if I had small children, I'd be home. Oh, is that so? You can be 90 years old, no children, but still don't want to come to church on Christmas because it's Christmas. You know what I'm saying? It's Christmas. And Christmas is on Sunday. So I'm not going to church on Christmas. But God says that you have already started. Let's complete it. Let's complete it. Let's celebrate. Let's celebrate. Thank you for listening to this message from Pastor Taylor and Cornerstone Community Church. We are located in Lynchburg, Virginia at 525 Old Graves Mill Road. You can find us online at cornerstonelynchburg.com, contact us by email, cornerstonecom at comcast.net, or call us at 434-847-4796. We pray the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you peace.